I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. The finals are here, and we are so excited with so much to discuss. And since it's the finals, we thought, hey, let's bring a friend on the show. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com forward slash windsider that's patreon.com forward slash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com you're looking for a fun way to enjoy the finals join our watch parties on playback.tv forward slash windsider that's playback.tv forward slash windsider welcome back to the windsider show very excited to be joined by two people i deeply admire and love to chat basketball with our guest today Lindsay darkangelo and obviously my co-host rachel uh Lindsay, how you been how you doing how's your uh playoffs regular season it's been too long it's been way too long i how do we how we, this is like the first time we're doing a a group chat with the three of us. How is that possible? You know, I'll take some somebody of the got married. I'll take some of the blame for some of that. <laughs> somebody got married. Yeah, nice going, Rach. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's that point in the season. I think we've all sort of been, you know, waiting for for a while now for this matchup to come to fruition, and now here we are. And I mean, it's what more can you ask for? The two best teams. In the WNBA battling it out for, for the title. It's here. The storylines are insane. Okay, before, like, news just broke as we're about to record today, um, officially, that the WNBA has announced expansion to the Bay Area. Golden State Warriors ownership group uh, is, is, is expanding the team. We don't know a team name yet. We don't know the rules of the expansion draft you know, where they're going to place in the upcoming draft and and what's going to work with teams and securing players and whatnot. Um, but I guess kind of Rachel then Lindsay, like gut reactions, thoughts, where, where's your mind at on this fine, beautiful morning? Oh man. Um, I'm excited. We have talked about this for what forever. It feels like, um, I, I'm, I'm personally excited. I mean, it's been 15 years since we've had a team added, you know, the, the WBA has expanded. It's, I'm excited personally just to kind of experience it from this perspective, um, to dive into it a little bit more, to learn more about what does this look like? I mean, clearly we are not going to have any shortage of content and, and things to talk about this offseason. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's much, it shouldn't be much of a surprise to really anyone. I mean, I think, you know, we've started kind of getting word about it in the last couple of weeks, but I think, um, you know, the Bay Area has been something that's been talked about for quite some time now. So for me, I'm just excited to see it officially out there. Um, I think I've gone round and around in my head. Clearly, I'm very passionate about bringing a team to Denver, um, but I know that's not going to happen. I think the moment, um, I think I think the league made it really clear that, you know, the facilities and being able to play um, in a certain type of way w- was going to be really big. Kathy made that very clear early on, you know, as they were going through this, this bidding process and DU, um, you know, actually, I think it's not a bad pitch. It grew on me as I, as I learned more about it, but you know, when you've got, 
opportunities with NBA franchises playing in the Chase Center, NBA, you know, practice facilities that can be, you know, kind of shuffled over. I mean, those facilities are already built. Um, you know, I, I can't, I can't blame the league for going that way. And clearly there's been some reporting out there about, you know, P- Portland potentially being, you know, next on the rise. I think that from what I've heard, that's everything I've heard is very, very true, but I want to be really careful and hesitant to not put the cart before the horse until that's official. I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it, but I, I can understand why Portland would, would be a great market too. Um, and so I was a little surprised, you know, I feel like, um, you know, it's kind of one team only being announced seems a little strange. Um, but hopefully, you know, that, that, that second team gets finalized really quickly and we're able to have some more information on what that looks like. But I mean, clearly having the facilities and, and being able to, um, you know, play the right way and practice the right way and and house these teams is such an important aspect of it. I think when it comes to Toronto, there might be some people that are disappointed. I think Toronto is ready for a WNBA expansion team. I really do. I think that that is a great market and I do believe it's coming down the pike. I just don't think it's right now based on where the WNBA is, the travel woes, you you know, you bring in another country into the equation. I just think there's so many, um, (laughs) just just hoops you have to jump through in order to make that work. I don't think the league is ready for that right now. We've got to get some charter things figured out first and make that a little, little more manageable. But I fully believe that Toronto is hopefully in that second wave of expansion and fingers crossed Denver too. Yeah. I mean, not much more to add on to, to that, but uh, I was, I'm excited too. I mean, how long have we been talking about this and, and the, the back and forth with uh, it's going to happen uh, it's going to happen at the end of the year. Um, oh, we're still looking at a hundred different cities. Oh, wait, the list is down to ten. I mean, we have seen the WNBA sort of, you know, fumble this announcement. It was, but it was literally like a hundred different cities. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. But we finally have one, and I, you know, I'm all for an adding another West Coast team. And you know, like Rachel mentioned, being partnered alongside the Golden State Warriors, I think is a is a good thing. Um, and you know, I agree on Toronto too. I, I was at the preseason game in Toronto and the vibe was incredible. The energy was incredible. The, the, the diversity of the crowd, you know, families, you, you had men, you had women, young, old. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. So I agree. Toronto is definitely ready. I think the travel logistics definitely come into play there, but also Sarah Spain, I believe put something out on Twitter about how there's some discussion about what you know the team playing all their home games is it Scotiabank um arena yeah I believe so because they do I live in Buffalo so I know they do a ton of concerts there throughout the summer so the the scheduling conflict I think still needs to be kind of figured out because I mean that would be the venue um it would that's the venue right there that they would need to have as their home court so um yeah but full on excited. Like I said, for, for the Bay area. And like we said, it's been talked about for so long. It's, I'm glad it's finally happening. I think Rather I'm than pro- see a team fold as we've yes. seen, uh, we've grown accustomed to seeing all these years, you know, the opposite is nice. I can't believe it's been 15 years. When you said that, Rachel, I was like, wow, has it been that long? Oh, um, yeah. I'm probably one of the more vocal anti NBA, uh, people out there. Um, but I will say, if it's if there's going to be an NBA team that expands into the W, I'm happy that it's the Warriors 
because we do know that history. I very strongly stand in the camp of I want the W eventually to grow and stand on its own and not be owned by the NBA. Um, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, and then the Toronto part, I think, is really, really interesting because I think if you look at it from a lot of different angles, the travel aspect is not only is is like a twofold issue because not only would you need to have charter to expand to a different country, but also the W would be giving up its leverage in the new CBA discussions. If you're gonna have that and give that up right before. I just think you're kind of pushing yourself into a corner when it's become abundantly clear the W isn't in a place where they want to just kind of like hand a bunch of stuff over, right? At the end of the day, this is a company that, like a company and its employees, and it's obviously very different and in many ways, but like the W doesn't want to give more than they have to give and they want to make as much money for them as possible. Um, and I think often when it comes to sports leagues, we kind of forget about that aspect. But I'm excited because, like Rachel said, like it's going to be so fun. There's going to be no shortage of topics to talk about, content to create. And also, can you just imagine during the 2024 season, once we know how many players a team can secure and like protect or whatever the term is uh, for not entering uh, those players into a expansion draft, can we just think about like, oh, this young up-and-coming player is having an amazing season. All the talk's going to be, oh, are they going to grab that player? Are they going to get this? It just adds so many new elements that haven't even crossed my mind. Expansion draft. I mean, that's going to be just a whole thing within itself. Is it going to be six like it has in the past, or is it going to be five? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, everything's about, everything's changing at a rapid pace. And all these teams are going to change drastically. Um, this is yep. bigger than obviously just a free agency. So, you know, for all of us who are relatively, you know, newer to this newer wave of WNBA coverage, I would say, I would even say the last eight to 10 years, you know, this is going to be such a great experience for us to kind of go through and, and learn. And like, I personally just want to experience that, study that, figure out what does that look like? I mean, it's just something different and, and fresh in my opinion. Yes. And this, you know, for those of us who have been covering the league for a long time, we need something fresh. We need something more than just the same old stories to talk about. I feel like this season, for whatever reason, we've gotten into a little bit of a rut in that way, or I personally have, I can't speak for anybody else, but, um, I can agree. I mean, it's going to shake up, it's going to shake up the the whole landscape of the league, you know, team dynamics, player dynamics, like it's going to be fun. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah, you thought you thought that the dynamics of the league changed after last free the last two free agencies. Just wait when like half your team is completely pulled apart. Um, yeah, oh man, I there, I love that you said that because yes, very 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 much so. Um, excited for the new aspect. Okay, it's WNBA finals time. I mean, the two teams going into the season, the quote unquote super teams, the everybody's prediction of the finals, it came true. You know, was there maybe a script that teams were fond? No, I'm joking. Um, but <laughs> so exciting to have so much star power, so much buildup to the finals. Um, I mean, I guess, okay, let's start it off this way. I'm curious for both of you, like, who do you think is the hotter team right now? Uh, I'll go first. I think uh, I was going to... 
I think the Aces actually. I, I know. I feel like New York maybe had a tougher route through through the semifinals. Um, you know, and they they a couple of the games were kind of a slog for them. Um, and the Aces just seem like they're rolling. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Aces on that. I think there's an argument to be made about both of them. I think if we're looking at just August, you know, and just obviously New York goes on whatever that streak was, was it eight games? I believe, um, you can look at them and, and just, man, this team's finally starting to click the way, you know, we thought that it could potentially click. Obviously that wasn't going to happen right out of the, out of the bat. This team was, was newly formed basically at that point in, in these different dynamics. Um, and I think the aces, you know, they felt like they had some hurdles through that month and some of those hurdles and, and bumps were, were with, um, New York. They felt like they were banged up a little bit. I mean, but again, that was, you know, <laughs> August. So I think, I think the recency bias of the playoffs, and I agree with you, Lindsay, I think a Las Vegas had a much easier path, um, they took care of business. They did exactly what they should have done to Chicago. They did exactly what, you know, they should have done to Dallas. I thought Dallas might, might've been able to steal a game. And I, I feel like that game three, they should have, um, they, they really beat themselves those final five minutes. But I mean, aces for a team that is banged up and doesn't have a lot of depth, they, they did what they needed to do. And so I think New York though, I mean, if there was one other team that could potentially even be in this scenario, and I was, I was telling Aria this the other day, it was the Connecticut sun. And even then, you know, you, you just got the sense that like this team, all they had in them was maybe going to be to steal a game, maybe two. So I don't really even see that loss to, um, you know, the Connecticut sun by New York is like, they're not hot. Now what I, what I, what I am saying, JJ is hot. Brianna Stewart's shooting woes have been a concern. And I think that's why it's hard for me right now to sit here and say, I think there's an argument to be made for both, but I think if Stewart, you know, was clicking on all cylinders the way she had all season long, I think I would be more up to, to say New York. But right now, because of the recency bias of the playoffs, I have to go with Las Vegas as well. I got to go Vegas too. And honestly, like throughout early in the season, and maybe it was like a gut reaction to that first game where the Aces won 98-81, like super, super early on in the season. Um, I kind My concern was defensive play from the guards of New York. And I think, and it, it's, I mean, look, it's for both teams, it comes down to can their opponents survive the on the offensive onslaught that both these teams can produce? Because like, how do you keep up with Jackie Young, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum? And I haven't even talked about Asia Wilson. And I haven't talked about Alicia Clark. And how do you keep up with Sabrina and Stewie? And like, it's just so hard offensively to score that many points with the rosters that these teams have. And my question very early on in the season, and I think it was kind of answered for a long period of time during that hot streak for New York, was what are we going to see from Sloot and Sabrina defensively? And how are they going to be able to hold their own? Because it's it's a give and take. Like on Vegas, I almost feel like Kelsey Plum's the weak link of the guards defensively. But then you have two good defenders and Chelsea Gray and Jackie Young. And then on the flip side with New York, I feel like it's the opposite where it's like Nigel Laney's a really good defender. Um, but Sabrina and Sloot are not that great of defenders. And I think I saw 
that rear its ugly head in the playoffs for New York a little bit more. Granted, you know, Connecticut was not able to take advantage of that, in my opinion, um, for a variety of reasons. Ty Harris looking hesitant, Natisha Heidemann puking on the sidelines, Rebecca Allen going down. Um, so like for me, I guess that's that aspect is the thing that like, oh man, I'm worried about New York. But then when I convince myself, look at JJ and, and kind of like what Rachel said, JJ's just been insane. She's I, balling. <sighs> she is balling. What, what do you think? I mean, Lindsay, tell me like, what, like what, what's so, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by the matchups and how this is going to all play out. I mean, I, I want to, I want to see the game within the game, right? Cause there's so many aspects to these two teams. Like, first of all, how are the aces going to defend JJ? Like who's going to be on her on, on a regular basis? Is it just going to be like, is there going to be multiple defenders um, switching off? Um, and then, you know, you think maybe try some double teams or, or whatnot, but I, I mean, I'm so intrigued by that because how do you, without Candace Parker and you have Kia Stokes who, who's serviceable, but she's not, she, you know, she's not at the same level, obviously, um, no comparison there, but you know, how does that come into play? And then what about foul trouble with the Aces short bench? Um, I'm so curious to see on the flip side who Laney guards. Um, I could see them putting, but not, but Nijon, um, Chelsea Gray possibly, um, right from the, you know, at the point, um, of attack there on the perimeter. And then Vegas's guards are just so much more, like you mentioned defensively, but they're also way, much more athletic. I mean, if you take Laney out and, you know, you look at Slute and you look at Sabrina, aces have the upper hand there um, as far as athleticism goes. And, and I mean, I would even give them the edge, you know, scoring wide scoring potential, um, creating their own shots. So gosh, there's just so many aspects to dissect, you know, in, in this matchup that I love. Like it's, it's like, Rachel said, there's so much, there's so many, I think you said this at the beginning, but there's so many storylines. There's also like so many storylines within the game um, as far as matchups go. I think the biggest thing is, you know, someone asked the question, does it come down to scoring or does it come, come down to defending? I think you asked these coaches, they would say that defense is going to win championships, but like, you're looking at, you're looking at the aces and the Liberty who are ranked one and two in offensive rating and then one and three in defensive rating. So, I mean, you, it's hard to really sit back and say, okay, like which end of the floor is more important. It's going to be the complete game within the, in the game. And honestly, who, obviously I, I think three point shooting is huge it, in the, com, in the complete entire, whether it goes to five games, four games, whatever it is being able to not just make shots. Clearly you have to make shots to win games. I know that's the most groundbreaking thing I've said this entire podcast, but being able to make shots, I mean, can Kelsey Plum? hit shots. We know what Asia Wilson's going to do. I can almost guarantee you Asia Wilson's going to put up 25 a night. I mean, it's that, that, that's what I get. That's what she does. She does. She does it night in and night out. That's a, I mean, maybe she has one off game where she, you know, maybe has like 10 or 12, but even then those games are so rare and, and she has proven time and time again to throw this team on her back. So I think, okay, well, who else is that second scoring factor consistently for Vegas? Is it Jackie Young? Is it Kelsey Plum? Is it Chelsea Gray? I mean, let's talk about Chelsea Gray in the finals. For the love of God, have we not, you know, learned anything in the yeah. last many years? Yeah. I mean, we know there's going to be some absolute 
heroic performances in the fourth quarter by Chelsea Gray. Um, but, you know, can Kelsey Plum make shots consistently from the perimeter? Um, and if she's not, I think she's done a great job of being able to get into seams, get into the paint and find ways to impact the game in other ways. She's done that all year. But on the other side, like New York, okay, like, is Stewie off still? Or is Stewie going to, you know, hit her stride a little bit more? Is John Cole Jones? I think New York has more weapons to me. Now, the thing that confuses me a little bit about New York, and I'm curious your guys' opinion on this, I'm really not alarmed. I'm concerned about their lack of playing their bench during this playoff series. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was one of the things about New York that I feel like was their biggest asset is you have a Marine Johannes, you have a Steph Dolson who can come in and knock down a couple shots. I mean, the fact that they have, they're playing basically a similar number of rotation as Las Vegas is, is intriguing to me. Like I'm a little surprised by that. Now, maybe that's just a very specific matchup type of scenario faced, faced against Connecticut. Um, but I'll be interested. I mean, they're going to have to get deeper into their bench in my opinion, because that's the advantage. I agree. I guess. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I was asked that question. I do, you know, my 12 questions column for the athletic. And that was one of the reader questions. Like, do you think Sandy Brandello is going to use her bench for? And I was like, I would like, especially in this matchup, you're right. Maybe that wasn't needed in the previous matchups against Connecticut. And, um, going forward though, I mean, with Vegas's short bench, why wouldn't you want to find a way to get fresh legs as often sure. as possible. You've got to try to run them into the ground. I mean, yeah. well, also having Johannes, like that's an expertise of hers. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you use that? Yep. Yep. Exactly. I just think it's, it's going to be for me, something that I've been a little bit concerned of. And I think is, I love when, you know, talking heads go, if this team or this player has like X number of this, then they'll win. I, I'm not intelligent enough to do that. But what I will say is the turnover battle is going to be so impactful on this game. I think we saw in the Dallas series, Vegas was, I'm sorry, horrendous at controlling the ball. They were turning it over left and right. It felt like every time I blinked, Dallas was on a run and then missing a shot. Um, and also there was times where New York also struggled in the turnover aspect of their series. So for me, it's like, okay, which team is going to secure the ball more? Because with these two high-powered offenses, you can just really quickly, to Rachel's point about the three-point shot, if one of their, if one of these teams' three-point shot isn't dropping, and then you start you know, getting little slippery hands with the ball, and all of a sudden the other team's running away, and, and that lead extends to 12, to 15, to 20, that's where it starts to get worrisome. And I think... We saw that in some of their games throughout the regular season this year where they were just blowouts. I, I just hope it goes five and they're close games. I don't want blowouts. Okay, question for you guys. <clears throat> well, let's go over this real fast. I mean, you know what's fascinating to me? These teams have played, what, five times now, if you include the commissioners? <laughs> I mean, they played, what, four times in August, which is wild. To me, that June 29th matchup that Las Vegas won 98 to 81, that feels like freaking decade ago um you last st- season you still had candace parker in the mix which can we just talk about how just heartbreaking it is that we can't see her mm. in this scenario um, horrible i know i hate it so much, but so that feels like that was fr- not only did you not have candace parker but you did not have john cole jones on the other end of the equation playing at the 
all-star rate level playing yeah. right now. So let, let's talk Agreed. about uh, the August matchups. August 6th, New York um, beat Las Vegas 99 to 61. Sabrina went off for 31 points. August 15th, that was the Commissioner's Cup, I believe. I think so, yeah. New York, New York beat Las Vegas on their home court, 82 to 63. That was where Maureen Johannes went off 17 points. August 17th, two days later, Vegas is able to revenge um, the, the loss. They ended up winning 88-75. Chelsea Gray went off for 22 points. Sabrina went off for 22 points as well. I will say, Sabrina puts up a lot of numbers against Las Vegas. Just, just a mental note. And then the final matchup at New York, 94. Liberty win, 85. Sabrina went off for 25. So The only game... That was decided by less than 10 is yeah. wild. To and that's me. what I was going to say. That's what I was getting at. And you guys know I'm way too long with it. So I apologize. But um, if it is evenly matched, I'm looking at the statistics back and forth. I mean, every, they're one and two in pretty much every freaking category. Um, you know, offensively, defensively, the, you know, one, two, three, they're right there in that mix. For as close as these teams are statistically ranked and all those types of things, it's amazing to me how these matchups and these games really haven't been that close. I was going to ask you guys the same exact question. Rach, you and me are always on, we're always on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, that was, I had literally written that down in my notes. Um, are we going to see, can we please see a competitive uh, finals? Because yeah, we really haven't had, even that game that you said um, was, you know, by single digits, that wasn't, oh, the whole game wasn't wholly com- um, competitive from what I remember. Um yeah, are we going to see that? Um, I hope so. I, I don't know what what the issue is, or you know, I get it the seems sense, like I get the sense that sorry not to cut you off. I, I get the sense that every game is going to be like a tale of its own story. <laughs> like no game is going to look very similar to the one before. I think we're going to see yeah. a lot of defensive schemes because nope they they don't want the other team to be able to find their rhythm. You know, yep. you're going to see a lot of different adjustments on ball screens. You're going to see a lot of different adjustments on the way they're playing Vandersloot and keeping her out of rhythm, the way, you know, they're guarding Stewie and keeping her out of rhythm. I mean, I, I do think that, you know, for as defensive-minded, especially the Aces, they're going to mix things up tremendously. And and that's that's the that's the cool part about this matchup is, like, one night it's – I mean, I, I've already said what I think Asia Wilson's going to do. But one night, you know, Asia could go off for 40, and then the next night it could be Jackie – Jackie Young, um, yep. and then you know for New York, <laughs> Marine Johannes could go off, you know, for twenty three, and and it's just there's so many weapons between these two teams. I just wonder, New York, do they have more weapons? Do they have more weapons that could, in the long run, wear Las Vegas down? And when it comes to like a game five, have just a little bit more in the tank to be able to win this? That, that's not it. Bench wise. That's not my thought. That's just what I'm starting to question. Again, back to that kind of that yeah. Stuff. I think ben, adding the bench players in there, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, another question to throw into this mix is we still have yet to see Brianna Stewart have one of her go-off games in this matchup, even in the playoffs, to be honest with you, to really just have one of her, oh my God, did you just see what Stewie just did or what is Stewie doing kind of games, which she's perfectly capable of having. You got, you got to sit there and wonder, I mean, you know, this is the, this is the MVP. She didn't exactly have that MVP. Now, granted she had the, what the the crazy game earlier in the year, but the, that during the playoffs, it's, it's been a struggle. She's openly talked about it. Her shooting percentages have dropped. 
Now she's had a couple games where she's found a, her rhythm a little bit. Um, but this team, has, this team has so much around her to be able to help pick up the pieces, but like she can't afford to be off against Las Vegas. She's got to be the league MVP. If New York wants to have a shot at winning this series, in my opinion, in my opinion, agreed. No, agreed. I agree with that. Cause I think about it. Like for me, at least the reason I had Stewie just hedge out Asia for in my MVP rankings, AT was number one in mine. But the reason was, was because it took so long for JJ to get going. And Stewie had not only to go off, but to do so many other aspects. I, I also, while I agree, I think depth wise, you have more depth on New York reliability depth and finals slash playoff depth. You have Alicia Clark, you have a proven winner. You have a player who can go off from three when a team isn't going to necessarily be keyed in on her, given who else is on the aces, a player who is a really, really, really good defender. I forget. Did she win defensive player of the year that one year? Did she like, honestly, I don't remember because all the past five years have just blurred together, but she's an elite defender. When you have your name in conversation for defensive player of the year, and now you're the sixth woman of the year. And you're talking about that. Like for me, I agree the depth, there's more depth on New York. But if I'm looking at it at a, you know, I'm a stingy coach who's not going to play very deep into my roster. I'm loving the fact that I have Alicia Clark. Um, Lindsay, who's your ex? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Side note, my favorite point of the season by far, my favorite thing that happened this WNBA season was when Becky was pissed at her starters and she took them all out. They all sat down. And literally the moment they sat down, she said, get back up. You're going back in. So they sat down and then all had to sit under the scorer's table for like three minutes until the next stoppage. Um, Becky's a, Becky's a beast. Uh, Let's see. Who's your X factor in this game? Uh, For each, you want me to do each team? You can pick Um, one. You can do both. You can, you can do five X factors. I'll do, I'll do one for each team. I think for the Liberty, I think it's Laney. I think, what we've seen is when um, she's not scoring, um, when she's not really involved in what New York is doing, they they tend to not play as well. I mean, she, I feel like she's she's this unsung. She's been this unsung hero for this team uh, all season long. She can um, produce on both on the offensive end. She plays incredible defense. I, I think if she is is playing at at her top level that she can play at. Um, that's going to be, that's going to cause problems for the aces. And then uh, on the aces side, um, I think like you mentioned, uh, Alicia Clark, uh, I think coming off the bench as the only player who really we may see come off the bench. Um, she's, she's got to play well. She's got to play lockdown defense. She's got to be able to hit open looks, especially from the perimeter. So, um, yeah, she would be my choice then the aces. Man, for me, I think when it comes to Las Vegas, it's Kelsey Plum. Um, when Plum is going and she's that engine and she's playing that with that high motor that we know she has, not only you know is she knocking down shots, but she's creating opportunities. I think Plum just brings an added element to Las Vegas. Again, I can tell you what Asia Wilson is going to do. Jackie Young is going to be really steady. But Kelsey Plum, if she's playing her best basketball, this is going to be tough. Um, and a lot of that has, she's got, she's got to knock down shots, um, for New York. I love the Laney piece. I think Laney is so, so important. 
um, especially being able to try and both ends of the floor, being able to contain New York a little bit and her assignments that she's on night in and night out and those different type of just matchups she's going to have to have. That's, I mean, she's so important, but just, just to be a little different, I'm going to say John Cole Jones. Um, I think if JJ can continue to play, you know, at this arguably MVP rate, the best basketball we've seen since that MVP year from her. I mean, the last game, I will never forget the way she was just pursuing the ball, going after rebounds, ripping it out of people's hands, knocking down shots, coming down, blocking a shot, then coming back down the next position, next possession, hitting a three. I mean, John Cole Jones is so impactful to this Liberty team. Um, If she's playing as well as she played in that Connecticut series, that's, that's everything. So to me, to me personally, I, I really feel like it's JJ and Benajah Laney are equally important X factor wise. I'm going to go with mirroring positions on this, mostly because you guys already named some amazing players uh, that I fully agree with, but I'm going Courtney Vandersloot for New York. Um, can she impact the game more than just assists? She's a great floor general. But if you look at her playoffs so far this season, just looking at that last, uh, that overtime win against Washington, 27% from the field. Um, And then 60, 60, but then 38 and 25. For me, I'm looking at her because I think we know we're going to get from Stewie to some degree and maybe we have higher expectations, whatever. We know we're going to get from JJ. She's in beast mode right now. Um, Lainey, to your point, is going to be so key and impactful and, and important. And then obviously Sabrina, but can Sloot produce offensively and not be a liability defensively, I think is going to be kind of what I'm looking at on the New York side. And then for Vegas, I, I can't not say Chelsea Gray, granted, because you guys didn't, but I cannot say <laughs> Chelsea Gray, given what she did last finals. Like I am so zoned in to see what is Chelsea Gray going to do in these finals and you know asia wilson's gonna go like i feel like it's more so like who's going to go over the top whose cup is gonna run over um and that player is just kind of gonna be the answer but uh i mean you probably were joking but i am curious Lindsay, were you the one who voted asia for fourth place mvp <laughs> let's just get it out in the air let's get it out. i was absolutely not i mean that you know that, you, gotta, you gotta wonder was that just like a like did someone just fill out their ballot wrong i mean or was it if, you, if you'd want to give you know a reasonable explanation for it that would make the most sense because there is no way no way if you really did watch this the basketball that she played this season that you could ever vote her less than than third place and, and uh, you know, uh, granted, one through three, it could have gone either way. I mean, this was like a, th- a three-way tie, three-way horse race right up until the end for a lot of voters. But there is absolutely no way. The only other reasonable explanation, this is what occurred in my, my head, was that the media writer slash whoever um, covered other sports and just couldn't couldn't watch the entire season as, as uh, you know, dedicated WNBA writers do on a regular basis. That's the only other thing. And just thought, oh, hey, you know, Chelsea Gray, she's good. Yeah, I'm I'm genuinely wondering. Like I I personally truly, because it's so ridiculous and unbelievable. Like, you know, we've seen those ballots. They're not like the most easiest. They're not the easiest thing in the world, I guess. Like, it's not someone, easy. 
could someone have just been reckless and just like writing down names, you know, and not realizing there was a ranked order to it, I guess. I mean, I, I genuinely think that's what it is. Personally, I genuinely think that's what it is. I think if, if we're being nice, which is bad. If, yeah. Well, if we're being like super nice, it's, oh, they filled it out wrong. If we're being like semi nice, they only watch to kind of your point. They only watch the first half of the season. Cause if you only watched like the first month of the season, I totally understand if you're going to sit there and go, I think Asia and Chelsea or Jackie are all in MVP conversation. But throughout the season, Asia extended that so clearly in my mind. Um, And then also, I think the other, if we're going to go from kind of like a a devilish mean perspective, it was someone who who was at a different market and wanted to adjust the grading curve, as it were, to try and help who they actually wanted. Now that's more of a you wow, know Tupac. That takes some planning. That's more <laughs> of like a Tupac still alive, hiding over in you know Africa or something. But it could style be. of it thought. Very well, could be the case as well. Yeah. Um, that's conspiracy theory level thinking. I love it. <laughs> okay, this is the hardest part. Uh, real quickly, I don't do this part. I don't want to do it. I know Rachel <laughs> tries to avoid this. Uh, so Rachel, you get to go first. Um, <laughs> Aces. Versus New York Liberty, best of five. Who's winning in how many games? And then midway through the series, we'll do this again, and I'll make you pick a series MVP. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I hate this. It, literally, it changes in my mind, like, by the minute. Like, one minute, I'm like, okay. Like, Las Vegas has... Go this. with your gut. Go New with York your gut. Up until maybe, like, yesterday... I was really feeling like, man, New York, this is their year. I don't know from all the reasons we've discussed on this, on this podcast, um, you know, the depth, the way this team is playing, I'm a little bit concerned, you know, about if if Stewie can elevate her play to, to, to what we know she can do. That's, that's, that's obviously important, but clearly there's some question marks there. Logically, my mind says New York, but my heart, says Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas has that dog in them. I think they have that grit, that, that desire, that dog. I know they just won last year. I know that, you know, New York, you could make that argument. They've never been in this scenario. They're hungry, blah, 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 blah. I I don't think this, this Vegas team is wired. They're very unusual. You know, like they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. Asia did not get MVP. You know, they're at home. This team knows how to get up. And this team knows how to motivate themselves. And this team just, they're, they're different. And I, 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 we've said all year, they, they need a strike of luck. They need to be able to stay healthy. They need to be able to, I said it was extremely important that they took care of business in these playoffs and swept the teams they needed to sweep. And they did, that they should be as healthy as they possibly can be right now. I just feel like Las Vegas in five, and they're going to win it on their home court. I feel like them winning it in Connecticut last year, um, you know, I feel like they they will end up securing the repeat, which will be unbelievable. Um, and they'll do it at home in five. Now, granted, after I say that, I'll start thinking another way. But if I had to pick that's on right now, today, on October 5th, ask me again tomorrow. I'm sure it'll change. Lindsay, who you got? <laughs> well, Rachel said her heart was saying one thing, her gut was, or her mind was saying another, but she never went with her gut. <laughs> I'm going with my gut. Um, at the beginning of the season, I felt very strongly that the Aces would repeat. Granted, this is when they had Candace still available, but I am 
going down with the ship, man. I'm sticking with the aces. Rach had a very thorough explanation of all the points that she made. I completely agree with. I love the fact that you mentioned the, the aces fight, like their grittiness. Right. Um, and, uh, but also it's like their swag when they start rolling and it's just this energy that you could feel that sort of just transmits itself through every player on that floor. When one of them is going off, whether it's Wilson, whether it's gray, I mean, whether Plum hits some big shots, it just is infectious for that team. And I just think that's that's such a hard thing to contend with, even for a team as talented as Liberty. Um, so I'm sticking with the Aces. And I like that. Wait, did you say in how many? Oh, yeah. I want five games. I want <laughs> to see this thing go the distance. I think we deserve five games. I know we've seen them play like 10,000 times already throughout the season, but I this is, a, this is the type of series which I think could be very memorable and yeah. a very like point of reference for the WNBA as far as like looking back in his history goes. And I want, I want five games. So aces and five. You get into, I think let's go five games. <laughs> so five games. I'm, I'm very torn here because I hate to agree with people. Um, but so I'll disagree with this aspect. I have the opposite. My heart says New York. My mind says my gut says Vegas. My heart says New York because I feel like there's just something like this team was created, was brought together. They're kind of like the Avengers. Like this is the mission that they were put here to do. And so I'm like, I I feel that like emotional aspect drawing me towards them. But I, I just keep looking back to, you know, the key players. I keep looking back to the guard play and and how it's going to come down to shooting. And I think Vegas similar to, to both of you finds a way to win. I hope it happens in five. I hope it happens in five. Also, let's not forget, Vegas was a progression. This was a, a great team with great players that came together and had to learn what it took to win a championship. Yeah. There was a progression of seasons there where they took a step. The next year they took a following step, and then they took another step, and then they finally win it. Um, maybe not in that exact order, but you know what I'm saying. They, they win it. <laughs> you know what it takes to win it. They're seasoned, they're, they're elite level clutch players. To me, there's something about New York. Now, I would not be surprised if they ended up winning it all, but there's something about New York and this team and having to go through the heartache of like, they've been here, they've been together one, one year. They've gotten to, you know, the finals because they're a great team. They have enough to win it all, but like that hunger and that like heartbreak of getting beat in the finals and then you come back, say maybe next year, and then maybe that's your time. There's like something about that progression in my mind that like, it just doesn't sit right with me about like, oh, we're just, okay, let's put this team together year one and okay, let's go win a championship. They're that, they're not that like super powerful over Las Vegas. So I feel like there's going to have to be a heartache experience for, for the Liberty. Maybe, maybe this is it. Again, I, I'm just spewing just random thoughts here, but like maybe they get their heart broken in a, in a five game series and then they come back next year and that's their year. I don't know. Again, just uh, one thing I want to point out. Uh, well, two things. One, ESPN's uh, analytics of predicting who's going to win says 65% Vegas, 34% New York. I think that's an interesting aspect. And sorry about that noise in the background. Uh, but 
Real quick, as we log off for the day, just I'll, I'll leave our listeners with this. And uh, Lindsay, I'm going to make sure to drop your your Twitter handle into uh, the the breakdown of the episodes. People can make sure they're following your stuff. But Appreciate Phoenix it. Mercury uh, and the Phoenix Sun have today announced and unveiled plans to make a $100 million investment into a practice facility for the Mercury. $100 million for a practice facility for the Mercury. Hell yeah. Congratulations. This is going to be a lot, about time. a lot to talk about when it comes to Phoenix. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that's a whole different episode. Uh, Rachel, Lindsay, thank you so much. Uh, we'll definitely have to redo this again uh, midway through and, you know, fire to the feet. Who's the, the finals MVP, stuff like that. Uh, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know it's a busy day and we got expansion to go talk about. Yep. I always love chatting with you guys and I can't believe we waited till the end of the season to do it. We can't do that again. <laughs> I will let it happen. It's my fault. <laughs> 